everyone. Welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. A big thank you if you are a returning listener and subscriber. I appreciate you and thank you so much for returning. If this is your first time listening to the show, you're in the right place. If you want to learn all things real estate and social media, how to build a powerful personal and human brand, and generate leads through connection and community. Let's make sure that we're connected on the gram. I have a ton of free trainings on my IGTV channel and a free download from my book, What to Post. You can grab that on my Instagram profile link. And of course, I always offer a free Instagram bio audit. All you have to do is follow me and send me a message that you're coming from the show and you'd love to have your audit. So excited that you're here. Let's get into the show. Today, I wanted to talk about a recent experiment that I started on my own. And and just before we get into the quote unquote experiment, it's not scientific by any means. There was way too many variables. So I'm using that term very (laughs) loosely. Um, In regards to Instagram Reels, I had the opportunity to recently have a call with Instagram, one of their media experts, and to talk about Instagram Reels, my experiences with it. I got to ask some questions, and then it inspired me to do a little bit of an experiment on my own, and I wanted to share the results that I saw from that experiment and also talk a little bit about what I've seen changing in Reels since it came out about eight or nine months ago and where I think it's going. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So first things first, let's dive into my conversation with the Graham. How exciting, right? To be able to speak to Instagram, I felt like, oh my gosh, I've made it. This is so cool. Um, So again, I got to speak with one of their media experts and we talked about the frequency, the, the cadence of posting your Instagram reels. We discussed if there was a specific length that was preferred by the algorithm. We discussed hashtags um, and all the best practices of adding a cover photo, etc. So when I got to speak with this representative, we talked a lot about quality over quantity and staying consistent. And I shared with this person that I really felt a little bit intimidated by making multiple reels per week. Now, part of that, I'd say the majority of it is is my own mindset, thinking that it has to be a certain quality or it has to be better than the last one. And so I put pressure on myself versus just letting it go and creating. So a lot of that has to do with me and my my mental blocks creating content. But I've been committed to one reel per week. And it seemed as though the encouragement was to do more than one a week, maybe two, maybe three, maybe even more than that. So I decided in this test to do three per week for a couple of weeks just to see what would happen. If anything massively different happened than when I did one per week. Overall, you know I'm all about sustainability. I'm about what can you do for six weeks, six months, six years, and keep your sanity and commit to doing. So one a week I think is still very reasonable for me and my own schedule. But I do think that Instagram would like to see us creating a little bit more content. And that makes sense because this is a newer feature format and they do need to get more content and get people used to using it. I think the major barrier to Reels is it has so many different creative elements and editing features. It's a bit intimidating to learn all of that. And then the idea that many people who are looking at Reels and consuming Reels or TikToks are saying, oh my gosh, you have to be so creative. I'm not creative or entertaining and they decide just not to do it because it's too much and it's overwhelming. So I think that that is a very large barrier to entry. And by the way, you don't have to be entertaining. You could just give tips and information or story times 
uh, and and be very successful with reels. I will say figuring out all the buttons. Yeah, yeah, that's a learning curve. And if you embrace that and say, I'm going to give myself an entire month to just push all the buttons and try it, then your brain is going to get a lot more creative because you're not thinking about both of those things at the same time, making creative content and also trying to figure out how to use the buttons. So my takeaways from the conversation was that consistency or your posting cadence matters. Frequency and consistency together would be ideal. So if you can post two, three, four, and you can keep doing that for long term, then that is sort of maybe a possibility of the algorithm favoring you. That's not what they said in their words. That's my interpretation as far as the algorithmic portion I just added on to the end of that sentence. So they, you know, encouraged me to make more. A second one would be great, uh, but consistency and quality are going to be what really helps those videos rank. What does your audience want to see and resonate with? So I was very excited to hear that, you know, really is about creating content that's going to be valuable, whether it's entertaining or educational or engaging or emotional, all of those things can be valuable to your audience. Consistency really does matter. Also, I asked, so is there like a preferred length that the algorithm is looking for? Should I try to stay under 15 seconds? Should I try to stay under 30? And then, of course, we also talked about their testing 60 second reels, so up to a minute. And um, now I did not get any information from Instagram in regards to how the algorithm works specifically. So this is based on my research and listening to other experts, specifically in the TikTok arena, talk about the algorithm. Um, And what I think, what I'm assuming Instagram is looking at likely for the algorithm is, is your total watch time. This idea of Are they getting all the way to the end? And not only are they getting to the end of your reel, are they rewatching any portion of it? So for example, if you have a 15 second reel, someone watches the whole 15 seconds and then maybe even rewatches the video again in its entirety or halfway, that's actually a longer watch time than just the 15 second max. So I think that's definitely a part of it. I think definitely a part of of it is shares. Uh, as well for that video, because that's personally what I've seen on my reels. The things that have gotten shared have gotten more reach and views. But again, there's a really big difference between views and value. And that's something that I'm struggling with right now because it is enticing. It's intoxicating to get a lot of views, to get tens of thousands or maybe even go viral and get millions of views. But at the end of the day, there is a big difference between views and values because the value is what you are showing up and providing to your audience. And the value in your content that that connects or resonates with that audience, maybe answers a question, helps them learn something, whatever it might be, that can translate into business much easier than views. If you get a million views and go viral, does that mean you're going to get more business from it? Maybe, maybe not. But if you have a video that answers um, an often frequently asked question that resonated with someone and they said, oh, this is the person that I want to reach out to because it's clearly is an expert and they end up calling you and doing business with you, that one viewer is way more valuable than those 10,000 viewers that nothing came of that. So we have to keep in mind that while it's fun to get views and it's exciting, it's not really about the views. It, It is about 
staying in your lane, staying in your niche, and you can create entertaining, engaging content that has to do with your industry uh, in a variety of different ways by adding songs or maybe doing something kind of funny that it, uh, people will relate to who are involved with your industry. So it doesn't have to be quote unquote boring and dry. It doesn't only have to be educational. You can create entertaining content around any type of industry that you might be in. So I do think it's important to think about that and to stay in your lane and to create content that is going to position you as an expert or resource in your particular community or that particular topic. And then yes, I would say try that entertaining content, have fun with it because it's fun to make. Uh, and it's, it's exciting and fun to laugh, of course, and, and have that entertaining content. Okay. So we talked about consistency, cadency, and quality. Um, the length of the videos, as I was just mentioning, she said there's no algorithmic preference per se. It's really about, are people watching the whole thing? So if I have a 60 second reel and majority of people are only watching 10 seconds, well, that's not probably going to outperform a 15 second reel where people watch the whole thing and maybe rewatch. So there really isn't a preference of, oh, the algorithm is looking for shorter videos. It's about watch time, rewatching, et cetera. Um, so there's no specific uh, preference per se in the algorithm. So is shorter better? Possibly. You could argue both ways because if you have a really solid 60 second reel and people are watching all 60 seconds, then that's going to potentially go farther than if you had a 15 second reel and they watched all 15 seconds. So you'll have to figure out your sweet spot, but it really is about watch time and hooking people in. I asked about hashtags. I said, are, are we supposed to be using up to 30 hashtags? The suggestion for me was to use very specific, highly relevant hashtags to what your video is about and who should actually see that content. No surprise there. And actually suggested less, maybe more. Because sometimes when you have a ton of hashtags in there, it might sort of dilute um, the reels reach because it's trying to fit it into so many different categories. So I thought that was interesting. I'm kind of testing that. Maybe I might use 10 or 15 hashtags. I think ultimately, you know, the same old strategy is use hashtags that are researched and relevant and make sense to your audience and, and to what the topic is or the content within your reel. Now, if you're making content about your cute dog, well, just remember that if you're in real estate, that might attract people that yes, are dog lovers, but are they going to be looking at you for real estate in the community that you're in? So I wouldn't rely just on hashtags that have to do with what the topic is because you still want to be found for your local, hyper-local community information. So I thought that was interesting. We'll continue some testing over there. There isn't any sort of magic number, she said. Now, the next thing I asked was, uh, what about captions, closed captioning? Is that coming out soon? I'm currently using a third party app. It used to be called captions for TikTok. Now I think it's called captions speak to the camera. And I do highly recommend closed captions on your reels because it is played without sound that absolutely increases inclusivity and accessibility. I am somebody who watches videos without sound as well. So I do recommend some kind of third-party app. I didn't get a definitive answer on when or if that's even coming, but I would think and assume that it is because TikTok has that built into it. And since they're a major competitor, I would think that's that's coming uh, as well. 
And we talked a lot about following the Instagram creators account. The one that I've talked about here before, uh, that was a big push and also remixes. So of course I had to try a remix just to see what happened. So that was something that the messaging that I received from Instagram was follow the creator's account. There's some ideas there and also try remixes, which is their newest feature. They also now with that remix feature have the ability to change the volume of the audio tracks, which I think is so awesome. I've wanted this for such a long time. So now you can have low playing soft music in the background while you're talking if you want to do that. So I thought that was a really good update. Um, I did ask about cover photos and as I've mentioned before, I think cover photos are really important contextually if you're doing educational content. If you're doing more educational fun content, then perhaps maybe that's not as important. But if you're doing a series and you have part one, two, four, five, etc., people want to know that if you have multiple videos in the same playlist or series, so to speak, that there are other ones that they could go consume, especially if they should consume them in a particular order. Uh, they might see, you know, part five and not have seen parts one through four, but because it says that on the cover photo, then they know that they could go look for those other ones in your reels tab on your profile. I also think that if you're giving a lot of educational tips or hacks or tricks, whatever it might be, if you have those cover photos that specifically says, here's what I'm talking about in this reel, when I go to your Reels tab, I can easily scroll through and find the videos that I'm interested in. So I am using cover photos more often, but I'm still thinking me personally that educational content is probably more suited for the cover photos. I still think it's a good idea to have text in any of your cover photos. So if you're grabbing a frame from the Reel, I still think it's important to have some kind of context there no matter what, if you're not using an actual technical like Canva created cover photo. Um, so we talked about remixes and I did try one of those. And another recommendation is to create a video that can be remixed and use the call to action as your caption, remix this, encouraging people to remix that content. So overall, um, you know, I don't think it's anything that I didn't really already know and that I've shared here before, but it was nice to, you know, confirm directly with people that work at Instagram. Um, the thing that I walked away with that I really, really thought was impactful was this acronym RAR, Recognizable, Achievable, Relatable. Again, Recognizable, Achievable, Relatable. This is, according to the Instagram representative, kind of what their algorithm or what they're looking for in Reels. Recognizable to me, and this is my interpretation, so let me be very clear, all I got was the words. I did not get an interpretation. So these interpretations are completely my own. So recognizable, I think in terms of, are you showing your face? Do we hear your voice? That's so recognizable and it's completely original. So you do, I think, really need to show your face and voice in your reels. Do you have a specific style, a specific template? Um, you know, is it something that when I see it, I know it's you? Achievable in my mind means if you are sharing tips, are these something that are these tips something that someone can act on right away? Are they actionable? Or if it's trending, 
Is this something that I could do? Could this become a trend where I could try it because I think it, it's achievable? And lastly, relatable. Well, you know, I was so excited to hear relatable. Human relatable content. Human relatable content. <laughs> um, so RAR, that is the acronym. So let's talk about what I did with this information and my test over the last two weeks. So again, not super scientific, but I wanted to see what would happen if I upped it from one a week to three a week. So I did three the first week, three the second week, and I actually tried to do them in the same length and also the same styles and the same posting days, the posting cadence. So I did a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday post for two weeks. And I did try a remix because that did seem like something that they were really promoting. So on my remix, I remixed a video of an account that had more followers than I did. And it was, I think a video that had about a million views. I have no idea if that makes a difference, but I thought, hey, if I'm gonna remix something, let's try to remix something that was already successful. And I will say that the spike, the initial spike within the first few hours was way higher than any of the other videos that I've had. However, it kind of just um, leveled out to the, I guess, quote unquote, normal range that I would see. So it did spike, but then it just kind of became normal. And then I, so that was an entertaining one. So I did uh, two entertaining ones, one educational. Now, usually I don't do educational because they don't get as many views. However, I just talked about views over value and it's something I'm working on as well. So I created like a little series about how to make your content less boring and more engaging. So I did one educational and two entertaining and uh, they were all about, I don't know, 15 to 20 seconds in length. So the lengths were pretty similar. The entertaining ones generally had music. So I kind of wanted to see if there was like any kind of huge major impact on using a trending song or music. I can't say that I really noticed anything hugely different over this two week period. So I didn't see massively improved increases in the number of views. I didn't see um, anything that was, I guess, out of the range of what I normally had seen with just the one consistent post per week. I was curious to see if I posted one on Wednesday and then another one on Thursday, if the one on Thursday would go faster or get more views. And then if I posted another one the following day, would that get even more compounded? I didn't really notice that. I didn't really notice that. Um, I would say overall, the, the videos that I posted during this two week period, they have a few, like a little bit more uh, views than my ones that I was doing once a week. But it just goes to show for me, at least in my account, that being consistent and making one per week for almost eight or nine months seems to work just fine. Um, I'm sure if I kept going or even up to the number of reels, then maybe there would be some some growth. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, <laughs> you might have to put like 300 videos out there and then just like one hits and happens. So I don't know. So I can't say that I would recommend posting more often or that I saw a huge marked difference. I will say my growth in followers, and again, I can't attribute this 100% to reels because I don't have all of that data and information. 
but I grew within two weeks about four to 500 followers. I would think a lot of those, the majority of those did likely come from reels. So um, I was hoping for a little bit more sort of insight and information. Like I thought there was going to be this really big aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I should have been doing three a week this whole time. But I don't think that I can say that. Um, again, not very scientific testing, but I did try to do some things that were pretty much similar. Again, same length, uh, one educational, uh, two entertaining, using trending sounds, and uh, pretty much the same format that I've been using for all of my reels. I usually always have captions or text in them. And I used hashtags like I normally do. And for my educational ones, I used a cover photo. Now, what I will tell you, which was interesting, is that my educational ones, at least this time, performed better than it normally does. So I wish I had a little bit more definitive answer for you, but I am here to continue testing for us. And I hope that you are encouraged to try Reels. If you're not quite sure how to do them or what to do with them, I would go to my IGTV channel. You can find me at chelsea.pites. Go to my IGTV. There's several videos there that talk about reels and also several videos that talk about content uh, creation and inspiration. So thanks again for tuning in. I hope to see you on the gram. And if you haven't already, reach out to me and request your free Instagram bio audit. All you have to do is follow me, send me a message and let me know that you came from the show. See you next time. Bye everyone.